Hey, you know. <laughs> hey, fun fact. I did play this exact ocarina at a wedding. What oh, I, really? What I was trying to play was uh, My Heart Will Go On. Was it really Titanic, bad? And that's what I played. It wasn't the best. Whose wedding? It was an old co-worker of mine. Actually, they were both co-workers. They worked together with me. And they're not in contact with you anymore now, They're right? not. Nope. It was a good I, wedding, though. I don't, well, it probably was before you started playing My Heart Will Go On. a real, a real abrupt on. ending. <laughs> right, right after you played right that? Right after I uh, <laughs> pulled that out of the box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Stop the Ship podcast. Stop the ship. With the incredibly handsome birthday Shame. boy, oh, yeah. Mr. West in the building. Throw it up, pig. Everybody bust it down one time. Thirty years old, man. Thirty years young. That's what you keep saying to me. Years young, this man over here. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a decade it's been. So we had a little shindig for the man, which I'm sure he'll get into. But one of the things that I remember saying, it stood out to me in the middle of our proper evening. Ego, egotistical guy over here. One was. of the things I said really stuck out to <laughs> really me. Stuck out. I'm just always inspiring He's like, I myself. hope it stuck out to you. Um, no, I don't even care if it stuck out to you. I'm let, just let so wrapped it. up in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, was that, uh, you know, 30 years old, make it funny because you're an old man, but it's like you're just getting started. Yeah. We're just getting started. and uh, But, yeah, even after I said it, I was just like... That was some real stuff. <laughs> you wrote it down. Yeah, look, save that one for later. We'll bring that up on episode 24 or whatever we're on now. Yeah, I think. No. Yeah, it might be. Anyways. Yeah, man, 30 years old. It's crazy. Had man. a fun little get together for the guy. No, that was. That Shout was, out. That was my first surprise party ever. Shout out to our uh, number one photographer and. Uh, wifey of this man for putting everything together. Monty and, Love. Um, it all came together really well. Had it's so poker. funny. Like, um, you know, I went, my mom was in on it. Montana was in on it. And my mom was like slow dancing with everything, meaning like she was taking forever, like oh, she yeah. wanted to do. But I was in no rush. So I was like, all right. Like, I didn't put two and two together, but <laughs> like, we, like, went to, right, we went to Kohl's and bought something and then. Uh, after we bought it, she's like, oh, actually, hold on. I want to see, like, I want to check out some Monty's shoes. He's just, like, milk it a little bit yeah. longer. <laughs> and, uh, like, right as I was walking in, like, I see everybody right there. And I was, like, totally taken taken back by it. Right. Um, and we learned so much fun, that man. Shane has stress incontinence. What's he that? Has a little, he have a little dribble whenever you're oh, yeah. in, in uncomfortable situations. Um, but it was cool. You know, it was cool to all come together under one roof 
this man's new my, roof. My roof. Um, to to celebrate this guy. So yeah. it was cool. And like I was telling you before the podcast, it was just like I keep getting validation that this move down here was was the right move and mm-hmm. it was worth it. But just to see everybody and see this like little community that I've built like yeah. within myself and my little family. Right. Um it was in just like that a validation. Yeah, man. It was just like it was great to have like every single person there. And it was all these different characters. Yeah. Um, and and as as great of a time as he had like a shark, he still ripped us all up in poker yeah. and and. Sent and I should have had a lot more. And <laughs> empty-handed. Feels now bad, you, man. Feels you came, bad. You came away with something. Yeah. I lost twenty-one dollars on the evening. Did you? Oh, you bought back in. Oh yeah. Oh. Um. No, yeah, that was a big pot, and yo, we had seven people. Like, I haven't had a big poker game like that in a long time, and that yeah. was so much fun. That was cool. We gotta do that. We gotta do that shit again sometime soon. When's your birthday? Fucking <laughs> December twenty fifth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Nah, it was good though. It was good to get together. It was good to meet those guys too. Yeah, they they're all good people, man. Uh, yeah, you saw Quest got the job. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope, man. Got a new job that he was really hoping to get. Our boy Sam, he's going to be going out to Chicago and on some new adventures, chasing, chasing after his goals. Fuck yeah! It's just cool. Tyree was there, and it's just cool to have everybody. You know, we all have similar. It just seems similar, similar aspects to our characteristics, similar values to our personalities. Yeah, yeah. similar values. All, but all trying to get it, man. We're all oh, just yeah, trying man. to get it. See your boy over here with that lime green, that lime green shirt. Yeah, I was I was uh putting a couple holes before I came in. <laughs> that's funny, trying to distract me. Yeah, that's all it is. I'm trying to get your attention, actually. That shit probably looks clean on the on the video. You though. know it does. Uh, what you got? You got something new up there? What the hell is that? Oh yeah. So I got uh, I'm not gonna get it down. Putting, I'm starting to build my shelf out, man. Starting to have a little something on my side. Stop the shelf. It's a, it's top the shelf, man. <laughs> I got a, it's a flute of some sort. It's called an ocarina. If anybody out there ever played the Legend of Zelda, hey ocarina. I, I and uh, anyway, yeah, it's a little piece of memorabilia to remind me of a time from my childhood. And like we pointed out before, your first ever YouTube video was a review. Of one of those, correct? Um, Not yeah, that one specifically. The, like the first actual channel that I ever made was revolving around these instruments, ocarina. So he's came a long way, and it's so it's <laughs> I've come a long way, yeah, no doubt. But it's, it's also a cool little throwback. No, yeah, that's really cool, man. How at you, boy? Fast forward, you in you in the? Hold on, man. Now I do got to get it down for you, man. I got to get it down for you. Now. Get it down, but that you recorded that in your little shed out back right yeah in that freaking the shed out back poorly insulated no, no heater no ac just sweating from that to boom hey your logo chilling hey on the wall. we're gonna get we're gonna get peg to throw a little clip right here real quick throw it in there peg show them like one of my first videos ever fuck yeah you gotta send that shit to it <laughs> <laughs> in there I'll let your boy right there, kid. That shit is pretty I'll cool. I'll let your boy. I like the color. I got it's, you. That's them stop the ship colors. This is going to oh, be shit. exactly right. That's oh, he's I'm about to. I, yo, let's get it. my only one either. I let's get a drum one. roll. Yeah. Give me the Mr. Crab Bite. 
Oh no. It's kind of loud too. <laughs> Started off pretty it's been quite pretty a while. Good. Fuck it. I was trying to play Titanic. Well, that's Don't judge me. that's no, about no all we got from uh, <laughs> Stop the Ship over here. We hope you guys are doing good. Y'all have a good week. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward it. Um, no, it's, like that's cool, man. Have. Yeah, we should. We need to keep. Uh, this arms. Fucking we need to keep making these, making these fucking shelves like our own little thing. You know what's what's annoying a little bit, but it is what it is. Uh, they had the longer one of these, and that's the one I wanted. But they only had one. Okay. So these were the shorter. It was. It was only like maybe an extra, like five inches or something. But if it would have came out on this side, it would have yeah. been like perfect. Yeah. But that was also before we saw that we had just that extra little bit of room. Yeah, it's all good, man. I can't. I don't remember how to play the damn thing, but <laughs> it still holds some significance. Yeah, like it's like. Uh, I remember I said this once. <laughs> Tooting your own horn. It's like, yeah, I remember I remember this advice that I gave myself years ago. Hey, you know. <laughs> hey, fun fact, I did play this exact ocarina at a wedding. What oh, I, really? What I was trying to play was uh, My Heart Will Go On. Was it really bad? And that's what I played. It wasn't the best. Whose wedding? It was an old coworker of mine. Actually, they were both coworkers. They worked together with me. And they're not in contact with you anymore now. They're right? not. Nope. It was a good that, wedding though. Well, it probably was before you started playing. It had a real, had a real abrupt on. ending. <laughs> right, right after you played right that. Right after I uh, <laughs> pulled that out of the box. But yeah, that's hilarious. Nah, I was I was cutting a rug out there with that thing around my neck. Another fun fact. Me and Ziggy and Peg, holler at my boy Peg and Ziggy. We were out walking one night back home, uh, pitch black, dude, like two in the morning from this playground right down the road. Don't ask what we were doing down there. And we're coming back and we all got ocarinas around our neck, right? (laughs) What a. And we got stopped by the cops and the cops asked us, like, lights in the eyes. Oh shit! It was one of the funny moments. Like we're all we're all pretty tipsy at this point. It's two in the morning, and Peg, like the the light gets shining Peg's eyes, and he's like, "What are y'all doing out here tonight?" And Peg's like, "I'm 21 or something." Like he said, I was his age, and it was a completely irrelevant. <laughs> oh my god! Not uh, not what the cop was asking. It's funny. Me and Zay automatically about suspicious. That. They're like, "What the fuck it's are those like, things around y'all's necks?" Obviously, he's drunk. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm 21. I swear. Yeah, it was a guilty conscience coming through. Yeah, for real. But they asked us what those were around our necks. And- Dude, it's, I don't know why, but sometimes when I get questioned, I feel guilty, even if I'm not guilty. Mm. You ever get that? It's like calling in sick to work and you're actually sick, but I still feel yeah, guilty even, for like, calling Yeah, like in. things like that. Your boss is like, hmm... Yeah, and then I'm like, hmm, am I really sick? I'm like, yeah, I'm really fucking sick. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I'm trying not, like, you, you, you sound sick, but... You're I don't know. I don't know why that's a thing. Like when I get questioned about something, even if, like, I didn't do anything, for some reason I think that the person thinks that I did something. You have a guilty conscience, then, man. It's not good, right? Well, it's got to be indicative of something deeper. Oh shit! What are you guilty about? There's got to be something in those situations. I would think that's making you feel that way. It's just like the the point of getting like interrogated. Hmm. I feel like. 
like added. How di- frequently are you being interrogated in your day? No, <laughs> it's not often, but when it does happen, like, like you know, if something were to happen at work and they're like, you know, how is this broken or what? Like, what happened with this? And I could have nothing to do with the situation, but I feel I like I feel me. like they think I they think I did it. Gotcha. Just like that's just a random example, but. Hmm. I don't know what it is. So now what you're thinking is that everybody, so maybe it's me. I'm thinking I'm making connections here. Maybe it's my fault because I'm hitting <laughs> you with Mr. Crab Eyes all the Yo, time. For real? It's like, are all these people now giving everybody skeptical about? Thanks see? a lot, SpongeBob. But at least we're getting to the source of these issues. Yeah, I guess it's like an insecurity of like fucking thinking that like, I swear I didn't make it up. <laughs> like, I swear. <laughs> okay. Yeah, whatever you say, buddy. Oh jeez! Really gonna miss your slowly, slappers. slowly unraveling. I saw the comment that you. It was like one of my Facebook memories where you're like, "You remember that one?" It's such a subtle part in Superbad when you're like, "You remember that part when he's playing the video games and he like gets killed?" He's like, "Why would they make that if you yeah. can't? Why would they even?" Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and it's know. something that I caught that you caught as well, like individually. That, that that's was very funny. funny. You got that similar comedic mind. Those are the things that I like the most in comedies. Dude, subtle, subtle jokes subtle are my things. favorite. Wedding crashers. When they're they're all at the table and they're all saying the prayer and the mom's elbow slips off the oh, table. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's one of those one-off things that you just see for a split second. But it's just like, dude, it adds realism to it. It's like her fucking elbow slips off in the middle of the prayer. And it's just funny. That it's whole movie things. is fucking funny. Like, even in stand-up, like, the punchlines are fucking great. I love the punchlines, but I love the thing that he says after he gets the really mm. big laugh to, like, go back. Yeah. To, like, almost take away from the punchline. Just a little. Yeah. It's a little that extra. Subtle, that subtle comedy. That's why anytime I'm watching something funny or, like, listening to a funny podcast, like, even if something's really funny, I'll try not to, like, overly laugh because I know I'll miss... Like some of the premise that they're still right. working on, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I love I love to laugh, bro. Laughter's the best medicine. Hell yeah! Tell that to my patients. Hey guys, real quick, want to let you guys know, them stop the shit boys. We have actually finally secured our first sponsor, man. This dope backpack company out of Singapore. That's right, out of Singapore. M-U-Z-M-M Backpacks. So what's actually dope about these is they have these versatility backpacks where it's essentially three in one, right? You got that backpack. Then I've got a suitcase style where you got a handle here or you got a handle up top. And additionally, whenever you're making games in the gym, you got the strap on the back. The link is in the description down below. Make sure that you use the coupon code STOP and SHIP at checkout, man. All one word. All one word. No spaces in that thing. All proceeds are going to go back into the podcast. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to get 20% off. I don't know if I said that. No, yeah, that's big. And, say that? and trust me, people, it's good quality stuff. This is stuff that we transport all our equipment in. I, I'm on a plane every single week. Hopefully, I don't catch that corona. Um, very true. M-U-Z-M-M. We're going to put the description down in the bio. It's a product that we're happy to partner with, we believe in. And if you want some of these bags, they got all cool designs. Check it out in the link below. 20% off. Stop the ship coupon code. It's true. Get my Patch Adams on. Think about like everything bad you've ever been through in your life. Like for me, 
laughter has been what's gotten me through mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Fucking um, making fun of the dark times. Yeah. But do you think? Do you think there's me. a line? Uh well, um, that's that's subjective. Well, I mean, you know, a perfect example is your boy Ari Shafir. Right. Like, to him, he's not trying to be vicious to the fucking person and to his family and make his family hurt. He's trying to, like, draw that comedic line. So, for those of you out there who are unaware at this point, but who knows when this episode is going to get released yeah. so if it's even relevant. It's but it happened. So, at this point, it'll have been old news. Just an example, though, of, like... So is there a line? But it's also, like if it's, it's if it's personal to you, I think there is no line. If it's personal to you, there is no. So line. like you know, I can't make fun of your dead parents, but if you make fun of them, it's okay. Then maybe I'll throw something out. Right. Um. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a weird one. Cause then it's just like, no, that's just too weird. The fuck are we talking about right now? But I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like in comedy, like, cause like for me, for instance, like you know, to get over stuff that I've like really dark things that I've had, I've made jokes about my dad or something like that. Right. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like with comedy, comedy gets you through those dark moments. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so, but the big thing with the Ari Shafir thing, which is a it's a curveball thrown in here right now, feels like, uh, is. Yeah, like I was saying, it's like it's a time thing. It's a time thing. Like Ari Shafir comes on there and makes that joke. Like, where's the line drawn? You know, whenever Michael Jackson had just passed away, like, dude, it just passed away. And I'm not drawing any kind of comparisons like that, but just that there were controversial things about Michael Jackson's personal yeah, life, yeah. similar to Kobe, which Ari talked about. Whenever Michael Jackson first died, if somebody came out two days afterwards and like made some kind of you know, pedophile joke or, or something after the man just passed away with his family grieving and all that. Of course, there's your line. It seems like it's inappropriate years down the road. People are making jokes about yeah. it still and people can laugh about it. No, I think the timing is like a good point. Like, uh, and it's also, like I said, like, is it close to you? Cause if it's close to you, you have the reins to open. Like, so Pete right. Davidson, he's a comedian. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He's like out of the Northeast. The guy with the, with his the dad, big lips died in the Trade Center. Yeah, his dad know? died in the Trade Center. And like at the roast, he was like, he was talking about how his dad died in the World Trade Center. And then he's talking about Kevin Hart. Uh, and he's talking about Soul Plane. And he was like, that was the worst experience in my life I've ever had with a plane. <laughs> That's funny. Like, uh, and you know, he can make that joke because it's personal right. to him. But that's a that's a really dark joke like he sure that was probably the worst thing that ever happened in his life but that gets him through like the darkness of it yeah. you know and i'm sure in some ways there's like that's a, a way of healing you mm-hmm. know for me i think it was yeah because um you know if something's like unspoken about or something like especially a sadness uh it's it's worse, and it was also it makes me think also how you were talking about Rashad Evans on Joe Rogan how he you said he's been messing around with DMT or whatever it might yeah. be and how he had the the experience of like there were an endless amount of Joker faces looking at him and yeah. what he took away from that experience was you know not to take yourself too seriously yeah uh, it makes me think about the same kind of thing I yeah what you were just saying no yeah like um 
I don't know. Because <laughs> no, I, I tied it in. Um, something about like how, you know, keeping it to yourself. I don't know. What were we just talking about? We were talking about how, you know, he can make that joke because it's personal to him. And it's a deep moment. Like one of the worst things. But mm -hmm. comedy got him through that. You just weren't listening. You were like trying to make your own point. <laughs> I'm giving myself advice again. <laughs> it's like, the whole time I'm talking, it's just like, like damn, good, good shit, Brad. You killing. You shit, really killed him with that with that last, that last one. piece of advice you gave. And then you're just waiting for my Shane lips. Started talking. Yeah, you're just waiting for <laughs> my lips to stop moving. <laughs> and you're like, all right, all just right, now we're back. In my eyes, I'm just like, you're like this guy's a fucking idiot. I'm so glad I'm here keeping this shit afloat. <laughs> Good lord have mercy. Uh, no, but uh, my point of the whole thing was that comedy, for me, has always gotten me through dark times. And I've seen yeah. other people, especially comedians, where it does the same. Yeah. No, it's the same here. Like, one of the big things, and I've talked about it before growing up, was watching Roseanne. Um, that, to me, you know, although it's it's... Hollywood and so it's it's dramatized uh it's it was like most akin to what it was like for me growing up things are just very dysfunctional and they yeah. make light of yeah extreme poverty of you know getting getting pregnant you know underage or, or just all these different yeah, things yeah. commonalities things that I saw in my life and my family growing up and there's a dark moments but they're making light of it and um yeah it's absolutely been something that's been therapeutic for me I understand people who don't come, who never grew up watching comedy. It's just, we all grow I Some people grew up never watching football. I yeah, could be yeah. a diehard, you know, Carolina Panthers fan, whatever. They don't care at all because they never grew up watching it. So somebody who's just not in the comedy world at all may not, can even, can't even understand the perspective of yeah. how dark humor like that, this man making fun of his father dying in nine yeah, eleven, how yeah. that, how that could be therapeutic for him. They couldn't wrap their minds around that. That's yeah, abnormal. Yeah. That you know? is, but, but not for somebody who grew up watching comedy or had yeah. to go, had to use that as an outlet to escape. And that's, reality. that's a real form of healing rather than bottling it up, never talking about it and being so like taboo, like, you know, whenever he sees a plane or thinks of a plane, it's this darkness, you know. But that's but, a way to, like, take it out of here and give it to the world. I mean, I dig that, absolutely. But in the same in the same respect, I think about Theo Vaughn and how he talked about his father. His father was, like, 70-something years old whenever yeah. Theo Vaughn was born. So Theo grew up with that stigma of having a very old man as a yeah. father and looking at him as being a frail person. And how he always you joked about made jokes about his father and it was a way of now he's he's presenting reality with these yeah, jokes yeah. like my father's always cracking jokes about him but it was also a form of escapism in the sense that it wasn't therapeutic it yeah, was yeah. him avoiding yeah. the issues uh, as opposed to facing them by using this dark kind of humor it was a way of him to escape it and it was something that it seemed if i recall correctly that he yeah, had suppressed yeah. for a while before yeah. finally seeking a counsel and, no yeah that's a good point but it, yeah so it's interesting you can go one one or two ways yeah um but the overall point being getting back to what you were saying is that yeah i mean comedy can, can absolutely be used as a therapeutic thing to get through dark trauma yeah like uh you know just one more example like kevin hart laugh at my pain like 
that whole special just talking about his dad on drugs mm-hmm. and like doing these crazy things which for like a 9 10 11 year old is like yeah. so abnormal but like that's the way that like you know he dealt with it and him going back and being able to write about it yeah uh, you know it, it strengthened him and his dad's relationship sometimes that i've noticed about everything in life like when you get it out of here mm-hmm. like however you do that whether it be through a therapist through friendship through comedy through fucking drama whatever it is as long as you get it out of here yeah. in some ways that's the that's the key man mm-hmm. because you know we make ourselves go crazy about shit that's not even real mm-hmm. most of the time yeah um, most of the time for sure we're so complex yeah dude we're, we're just so complex our brains are just infinitely complex and we only know how to deal with it as in our own way in our own way and that's why However. just get it out because people can help in some ways and dude mm-hmm. i'm like the number one person that kept everything in you yeah know? Like well kept, i am too yeah. yeah i know you are mm-hmm. um kept everyone at bay and like dude when you when you get that shit out it just simplifies it you know like we have almost irrational fears about things we have irrational emotions about things but you know to us they feel normal this is what we've always felt but once you get it out you're able to have that perspective of like all right shane and brad are sitting here talking about this take yourself outside of shane Mm -hmm. look at shane maybe how brad is looking at him or how somebody who doesn't know us would look at him and yeah that is a little crazy to like put two and two together like that Mm -hmm. you know right um and especially you know that's why this is so therapeutic because putting it out there you know other people get to uh see it and then they relate and Mm -hmm. uh can be like i've had that same exact thing that's why the key to this is being open and vulnerable because everybody has these little irrational things whether you grew up in a good household a bad household anything right everything in between um Get it the fuck out of here, however you can, you know? Yep. Also, why I, why you and I were both so inclined to record music growing up. Use that as an outlet just to get everything in my man, my mind out. Yeah. Just get it out, man. Put yeah, it out it's, into the It's ethos. real important. Put it out into the universe. Like, because it's not something physical, you know, like, uh, just to give you an analogy, you know, it's not something physical like you have a fatty tumor or something hanging off of your arm. It's that weight bearing you down, right? This is something that's intangible. But all the same, if not even more so, it is still something that can come across as a tangible weight, a tangible weight on your mind that you got to cut it out, man. Yeah. Got to let it go. Yeah. dude. Cut the dead fruit off of the tree, brother, so that the rest can prosper. Letting go is the hardest thing. Like, I think that a lot of people go through being able to because we want to hold on to everything we want to hold on to you know like change yeah we don't like we don't want change uh we we need to hold on to like control or like memories or you know relationships like if you could like let things go and be okay with the outcome no matter what like, you know, that's that's part of life because you'll lose everything no that's matter a, what. Yeah, so that's coming to terms when, with an acceptance that you don't have control. Yeah. That's a very hard thing. Dude, that's... For humans. That's that's so fucking hard. We but need, there's, we there's people that, that do it, you know? Oh, for sure. Man, you know what I was thinking about, dude? This is a crazy off-the-wall thought, but I was thinking, like, we're so bound 
in our day-to-day lives to our jobs, our responsibilities, everything that we have to do. And I started thinking about Ashley and, you know, Ashley's currently, my wife is doing the stay at home mom thing. So she doesn't necessarily have that. uh, I have to get up and go to work kind of thing. She has to take care of the child. Um, And I was thinking like doing something like that, kind of going back, thinking back how people used to live in the olden times where people lived on farms. It was rural, it was agricultural. You grow, you know, you wake up, and you have things that you have to do yeah, yeah. in order to sustain your life and sustain your family. Um, it's and a you job did them. In many ways. And you did them. And it's a job in many ways, but at, at the same time, it's there's something more rudimentary, more simple about waking up. You're in your home with your family. You get your time with your family. Yeah. You're doing what you have to do, fixing stuff around the house, raising your crops, feeding your animals. And you get that validation. And you're with your family the whole time, I yeah. think, is, is a big thing in my mind. So I was thinking, you know, and this is something me and Ziggy have talked about before, but these people who, like Alaskan Frontier, like these different kinds of shows that you watch where people just let it all go, all materialistic possession kind of things and just go and just live out in the wilderness and build lives for themselves and obviously you know i'm not making light of the fact of how difficult and to obtain that would be oh but there's parts of that that's envious but just the thought that if if we get on here on this podcast and have conversations of hope and say that you can do whatever you put your mind to it's possible how bad do you want it if i could say that and truly believe it and I think in my mind, like the amount of happiness that I could obtain if I were to let everything go and go move out into the wilderness and just purely live with my family and work on sustaining and raising my family and just uh, the amount of happiness that, that that would bring would be crazy. And then the thought coming back that you can do anything that you yeah. fucking want to. How bad do you want to do it? Yeah. It's just a thought that has crossed my mind from time to time. I've always kind of grown up like I feel like with that. Um, but damn it, I hate humans and I'd rather yeah. have my solitude. Like just I like my solitude. I've always kind of wanted to live just out in the middle of nowhere and nobody around me. Go outside just surrounded by nature. Yeah. It's just a weird random thought that came no, to my mind. I think, but. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, that's why you have to have you know, life is about a balance and you have to have all these different things, but you things, but you do have to have that a little bit of that of like, like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, I could, I could give it all away and be happy, you know, start over like to get that um, perfect balance. What you do is you give it all away to be happy, but you keep some stuff. You move out into the wilderness. You, you vlog the entire experience. So you you get a little money for that to pay for storage. You just start your own business. You just start your own channel. It's your own show. Dude, there's some like Brown town, like that show or whatever it's actually called, uh, on whatever discovery. Dude, there's this new thing that I've been watching. It's so funny that you said that this is a new thing I've been watching. It's sped up video. Of these guys out in the jungle building beautiful homes out of the ground. Mm. Like they'll build these tunnels and under that tunnel they'll build like a little bed. They'll build like a little coffee table. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll they'll have like a little pool that they build. And dude, they do it all with like a stick mm-hmm. and like a sharp uh like knife at the end of it. They dig with it That's and crazy, like right? uh you know, you could tell they're I don't know if somebody's like exploiting them 
uh, like making money off them. Like, oh, uh, but there's a lot of these channels, and it's all sped up video. Was like over 20 days or something like that. They build like these mansion-looking things in the ground. Some of them are above ground. Uh, they build like these water systems that get them fresh water. That That's get crazy. them, dude. It's the most interesting thing. I'll sit there for 20 minutes and watch a sped up video over a 20 day period where these right. people like do exactly what you're saying. And there's something so gratifying mm -hmm. in there that I could see why they could go to sleep happy and like yeah. you know anything. It's not like now where it's like shit. I I want a pool. I gotta you know <laughs> I gotta have. Ten thousand dollars and work do all this. this like they could be like just the thought of I want a pool. Let's I'm gonna one. make a pool. Right, right. You know, and they have the skills and the trades yeah. to um, do everything that they need. And there's something that I envy about that. Yeah, I mean, like you you see people like Joe Rogan or other hunters, hunt you know hunter activists who talk about the uh, gratification that they get from you know actually consuming the food that they themselves caught yeah. with their own hands and imagining even more so the kind of gratification that you would get from building everything that i'm gonna you send need, you send need. you one of the videos it's yeah. so interesting the, cool. the most interesting part about it is how nice they make it yeah like it's something that you would pay people for it's they even good. make like tree houses and it's all out of like bamboo and it's so sturdy that's awesome and then so they have like you know their own remedies that create concrete or like solid things mm. that water can't get through. And then they like, you know, they'll just get a bunch of dirt, some water and like some mixture that they make uh, with uh, leaves and everything. And then it hardens. They make it as their roof. So they don't like it's all these awesome. little things that they've learned over like such a long period of time. Um, it's. Yeah, there's parts of me that is like thinking like, dude, imagine just giving in everything up all this yeah. stuff and learning what really matters it that's exactly right what truly matters like imagine waking Cause up because none of this stuff really matters exactly at the end of the day yeah right what does matter yeah and that's that's what you have to find within yourself Usually, because what matters it's what matters to you it's only what matters to Brad that everyone should do. And it's usually, it usually <laughs> still comes back to the, the most hierarchy of needs. You know, obviously you need a oxygen, you need water yeah. and food, these basic necessities, but then also it branches off to your, your most personal relationships, people closest to you. That's why I kept coming back to the family aspect of things. No, but you're, you're like right. Imagine waking up, you're, you're in your own place that you've built. You wake up. I don't. This is just me, anyway. Out in the woods, right? Out in nature, dude. You just wake up. You step out on your front porch that you built. Take a breath of that fresh air. And what do I have to do today? I have no obligations other than what needs to be food. done. Yeah, yeah. To to keep this life going. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems like pure joy. No, it, yeah, that's 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 interesting. Uh, and I think, like I said, I think a lot of people share that. And, um, so that's what life is about is like, yeah, all these, all these things are important and it's cool, like to accomplish things and, you know, raise up that little ladder and like improve your situation. Yeah. But like, you gotta have that. I don't give a fuck attitude and, and find what it is that makes you happy, happy, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to walk away from something. Uh, if it's not what makes you happy yeah you know uh and in small ways like me doing what i did like walking away from new jersey that's that's proof of that thing true you know 
and uh you know not on the deepest level of like going out in the jungle but just walking away from something that you know uh don't let anything hold you down like to a to a certain like a certain amount of pay mm-hmm. or a certain amount of responsibilities like of course take care of your responsibilities but like is no end all be all yeah. you could change anything like you know i i love watching master chef and like the one girl uh she's like you know i made a choice this year to like change my entire life and uh you know she's doing it mm-hmm. like she's on master chef like you know she's just a home cook that like to cook for her family like now she's who knows like how far she's going to go or anything like that but that's all it takes is that mindset same thing yeah. we've been talking about my sisters like um just that mindset of like this year is going to be the year that i make a change for me and then you know a year from now two years from now she's going to have a job in that career career, not going to be doing the things that she was doing that made her unhappy right uh and it just all comes from a decision yep a decision because dude people who do what makes like what makes them unhappy or do stuff that they hate they're still working hard too Mm -hmm. like take that same work and put it towards something that you like yeah um because you're going to have to work hard no matter what. Even point. at the shitty jobs. You dude, some sometimes it's it's harder the shitty jobs, you know? Yeah. Physically, mentally. Um, you know, to get past that negative shit is is fucking difficult. Mhm. Yeah, 100%, man. It all starts with the decision. It all starts with the mindset. The mind manifests reality. I keep coming back to it, man. Um just saying I, I want you to just touch on this is something that we've talked about for so long like making that fucking two things list writing down two small goals and accomplishing them at uh like one at a time and the importance and this is something that i have not practiced my whole life but the importance of writing stuff down mm-hmm. getting it everything that we're talking about getting it out of here yeah Cause you can't organize like yeah you can organize shit in your mind a little bit but there's gonna be things that you forget yeah and writing things down making even a small schedule even if it's just for an hour mm-hmm. like uh and you started doing that with nurse bass and it's you've had more productivity <clears throat> in the past month or two than than you've had for maybe the whole year before so i'll break it down for you real quick i've uh i've had a couple of um I've obviously had this re-energized feeling that I need to get back on the grind, get back on my YouTube stuff, on my Nurse Bass channel, and start putting out a bunch of content like I used to. And about two years ago, I was of the mindset that the kind of content that I need to put out needs to be educationally based because historically, that's what students need the most of. Nursing school's hard. That's what they need. So now, like, entering into 2020, the thought is, okay, I'm going to get back on the grind, start putting out this educational content. Well, I was in recent conversations with a certain CEO of a business that you guys will end up uh, getting to meet. We've locked that in now. We're going to do a podcast with him, uh, probably come to you guys in July or scarce. I was talking to him, and uh, we were trying to line up a time to have a conversation. One of the things that he said to me, and it just is what kind of sparked this original idea, he was like, hey, Brad, uh, so I know that you're available like Monday through Thursday. Let me know a couple of 30-minute slots that you have available, and we'll link up. That's what he said to me. And then it got me thinking. It kind of sparked that thought in my mind. Let me know a couple of 30-minute slots that you have available. The way in which this guy must organize his day 
has to be in some sort of 30 minute increment, something mm -hmm. of that nature. And whenever I start thinking about very successful, you know, you, you think about movies or something that the boss comes out. Okay. Uh, assistant, what do we got? What's on the schedule today? Yeah. And they fucking lay it all out to them. And I'm thinking like, well, this is something, if I want to increase my productivity, increase my efficiency and basically do maximize the amount of work that I can do with the amount of time I have, I need to start breaking it down like that. And so, um, my wife's doing the stay at home mom thing. She's, uh, um, been very willing to help me try and get things straight and get more organized. So we're starting to write down things and block down time for me to do things. You know, in doing that and getting it out of here, putting it down, like it's good that that guy, that guy said like 30, 30 minute intervals. Like say right. you have so much stuff to do today. All you have is 30 minutes mm -hmm. or an hour. If you set aside that time, and that's not hard to do, like in no. a day, like a half hour, an hour. If you literally dedicate a half hour to something that's productive, you can accomplish a lot right. in that half hour, you know. Um, and to just give yourself a couple of those a week, um, all of a sudden you're starting to like work towards something that you didn't even realize Right, because uh, you can't organize in here, in here. And then, and then another point also to zoom back out and take a look at the macro of other things that I've been doing recently. You know, like I said, trying to incorporate um, diligence and uh, what's the word discipline in my life. Like whenever I'm cooking now, I'm cooking my meals most of the time. Whenever I'm done, I'm washing the cutting board, I'm washing yeah. the blade, I'm hand drying and making sure that I'm maintaining the integrity yeah. of the tool that I'm using. So trying to implement that kind of discipline in my life. Well, now we're correlating it back over to my productivity and efficiency. Yeah. Let's break down time. Yeah. Let's break down time slots. And like one of the pushbacks that I could see people giving me, if I were to tell you to do that, because I gave the same pushback. I'm a procrastinator at heart. Yeah. Um, one of the things is I would have to actively work to cultivate that discipline for me to even be like, okay, well, whenever I wake up tomorrow from one o'clock to two o'clock, I'm going to study from two o'clock to two 30. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this for the next 30 minutes for me on my off days to structure my time in such a way that now my off days feel like work. Yeah. That would be one of the pushbacks that I could see people giving. But at the same time, again, wrapping back to if what you really want to do or accomplish is what you really is what you say, what you really want to do, then what are you willing to do in order to make it happen? Yeah. And so, you know, if I want Nurse Bass to keep growing, I want to drop new merch, I want product lines to come out, whatever I want to do, I got to structure out the time. I have to do what's necessary to increase my productivity get it out of here and i think paper. it's just important to start somewhere like it's not like you can change overnight and just like be this fucking machine yeah you have tomorrow off set aside 30 minutes to an hour write down what it is that you want to do in that 30 minutes to an hour maybe you get it done and you do a little bit more maybe you don't like do enough but if you sit down and and work on it you know, everything has a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you realize two months from then, like, yo, look at all that I've, I've done. Like yeah. I, I've read a book that's going to help me with this class that I really need to do. Like instead of procrastinating, leaving it all till right. the day before the test or, you know, whatever it is. Um, I just always want to preach the fucking baby steps. Not that if you could change 
everything overnight and do that, fucking go for that. Don't do the baby steps. But I'm preaching the baby steps for people that are like us the in some ways. The majority of people. Yeah, and they do procrastinate. And, like, uh, you know, the thought of having to accomplish a big goal is overwhelming. Yeah. And then so it stays in here. That thing starts to trickle down into things that have nothing to do with that. And you have all these other responsibilities and you never make time for that. Get it out. Make those 30-minute uh, time slots. Maybe you have one or two a day or fucking six. Um, you know, and write that shit down. Like, you know, I need to keep doing that. You need to keep doing it. We've got to stay consistent. Because at the end of the day, what are you even blocking that time off for? What's the What's the point of it? Regardless of whatever your ambition or goal is, what is the point of you blocking that time off? What you're doing is you're blocking off time to invest in yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. So always keep that in the back of your mind as well that, you know, it's about self-growth. So if you're blocking off time to dedicate towards whatever, you know, it's time that you're investing in your growth. And then time invested in your growth will bring you to where it is that you want to be and get you away from the unhappy shit that you're surrounded by. And I'm still working on that too, bro. Dude, we all are. Like, that's why I always want to get a point in this. Like, we're not being preachy. Yeah, we so talk about this so stuff because this is what we we try to practice. Yeah, and we're actively going through it as well. So that's what's so cool about it also. You know, we get a chance to hang out together right here staring you in the eyes in this room together fuck yeah and uh and talk about things that you know that we're just noticing things that we're noticing and have experienced in our own journey such a good point point. and as we're continuing getting it out of here yeah getting it, getting out, it of here. out of here because we are those we we've been we've been through it yeah we still go through it let's so, get it out of here so you be, get it out of here i want to be that missing link for you guys where it's like i'm getting it out of here so that you can be like oh shit i i've always had it in here also but now somebody else is noticing these things also so, so now your job is to get it out of there i'm in your ear right now get it out of there <laughs> They just turn the podcast off. Hey, that's one way to do it. Take the headphones out. No matter how you got to do it, get it out of there. Get it out of your head. Verbalize it. Put it on paper. No matter what it is. And uh, let's stop the ship. It's the name of the game, man. It's the name of the show. Hope that you guys took a little something away from this. If you did, share it with a friend. Subscribe to this bitch. Subscribe, man. A lot of you guys out there watching ain't been subscribing. Yeah. But yeah. it just hit that hit that little button right there. On those analytics, man. We got our eyes on y'all. Anyway, hope y'all had fun. It's always a pleasure, everybody. See y'all next week. Cheers to the next one. Peace. Lion in the jungle. Say hi, you're